You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hey guys, this is Jesse with the Voluntary Vixens. Today's episode is going to be a swap cast from The Morning Drive with David. It's got me and Miss Lawless and Seaburn and of course David. And we are all just round table talking about the boogaloo, penis pictures, and voluntarism, you name it. We pretty much cover all of the topics on the libertarian anarchy world. And I think we pretty much figured out how to fix every problem in the world. So if you guys want to know how to fix the world, just listen to this episode and you'll know what to do. And without further ado, enjoy. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. That's what I've been trying to tell people too, is that it's all fun and games until you're there. Right. Yeah, until you're in it. And it's actually real and right in front of you instead of making a meme about it or you know buying something online to prepare yeah memes are fun but your friends and family dying is is not fun no no way and i don't think a lot of people realize that that's what would happen people would yeah it would be chaos and it's not just it wouldn't just be one side against the other i mean you roll out with all that Gucci gear and then somebody looking homeless is just going to, you know, silently kill you and take your shit. And then you just had a target on your back and you were out there doing it because you're just memeing. Right. Like it's kind of, you're all, it's, you know, I forgot what, I didn't even know where I was going with that. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) I started talking and it was just like, what are you saying? You're a host on a podcast. You need to be better. I, I do. I really do. Must be professional. <laughs> what can I say? I am not. <laughs> have you have you listened to the podcast I'm on? Have you? <laughs> I've been on it twice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So then you should understand full well. <laughs> oh, Jesse, you do know where she's from, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm on yes. the whole podcast, yes. And we're all from we're all from Iowa. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've, temporarily I've living a, in New York City. I've noticed a big uprising in Iowa. Like all these, the the I, I don't know if it's just children of the there. corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where David Lynch is from? No one knows. I have no idea who that is. You don't know who David Lynch is? Twin Peaks? No, I have no idea. You're supposed to be a boomer. He's a a filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to be the boomer here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm Googling it on my Google machine. Yeah, is he he from Iowa? I don't know. That's where I recognize that name. Iowa? No. No, he's from Montana. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if he was from Iowa, I would probably know about it. Yeah, he did Dune and Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive sucked, by the way. Oh, are you kidding me? 
No, that movie sucks. I love that movie. But yeah. I like movies that don't make sense. That, that's people. why it sucked. At the very end, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell was that about? But, uh, no, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of these people that are boogalooing it up, they're going to... Well, I, a lot of people have asked me, so what are you going to do if the boogaloo happens? I say, ain't nobody going to see my ass. Same. Yeah. I, I, I'm out. I got, a, I got a little cabin picked out in the East Tennessee hills and or mountain of a Mont Eagle, and that's where you're gonna. That's where I'm gonna be sitting. Right. And just you know, ain't nobody gonna come mess with me because there ain't nobody find a damn place. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people... though that's kind of setting yourself up for like a Ruby Ridge type situation too, because if you isolate yourself, then they're just gonna pin something crazy on you, and then. Next thing you know, you're getting snipered from far away. Well, if it comes down to where I have to go up there, I don't think the FBI is going to be what I'm worried about, or the ATF, or the DEA. I'd be more worried about, you know, freaking Mad Max going to try to take my shit. But I'm not going to be the only <laughs> one up there. So Yeah. There, there's a bunch of us up there, and it's pretty well stocked, too. Right. Well, and especially when you have, like, a family that you need to protect and take care of. I mean, that's definitely the appeal to do something like that. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. But no, the the, the one thing I wanted to bring everybody together for. Because, All right. Well, Seaburn has a story, and I need I need ladies here to, because I need to bank some stuff off of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Seaburn Seaburn yeah. has currently has recently went through a change. <laughs> a transition, a transition if you will. A, tra- a transition yeah, of, of a sort. And um I I kind of touched a little bit on a past episode about how why I think the liberty movement seems to be one big huge sausage fest. Uh, yeah. And I think it's because dudes just don't know how to act. <laughs> so, Seaburn, tell me your experience as a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seaburn, how about you tell your experience as a lady? Oh, from a woman's point of view. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah. Let me mansplain oh, this. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> mansplain. So, I never really said if I was a man or a woman um, what I think happened. The original, the origin of me being a woman came from, um, I don't know if you guys have been following my page long enough to know about the, the, uh, cum sock barrel. No. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) People have asked me, um, because I'm very strongly against any type of, um, Seaburn agents being used and people are like, well, what if I come in a sock and then light it on fire. Is that biological warfare? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes, guys. Okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, so naturally, I was like, all right, I guess, like, that's the only type of biological warfare I would ever support. And it <laughs> it blew up way more than I ever thought it would. Like, I, I just made it in passing, like, in my story when I was, like, doing a Q&A. Uh-huh. And then, um... And then one day, um, it, it it had already gotten out of hand, and I was like, well, we shouldn't discriminate. How about the squirt sock barrel, too? 
And that's when everyone was just like, oh, you're a woman. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to roll with it, you know? Like, I just roll with whatever. Oh, oh my gosh. I still don't get that. But okay. I don't understand how that translates to you being a woman. I don't either. But ever since then, <laughs> just I just... how little they know about women. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, oh. you got him right there. Oh, I'm shaking my head right now. Me too. <laughs> yep. Ever, ever since, ever since then, it's just been. So I've recently um, went through a transition where, at first, I was a woman. Then I was a gender fluid cis male, which I don't know what that is. But what? How are you gender fluid? Okay. Okay. I don't know. Hashtags. Um, stunning and brave. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I reverted back to being a lesbian because everybody found out that I have a wife. Got it. And now, yeah. and now everybody knows I'm a guy, but they think that my wife is a man and that I'm a gay man. So that's what I'm going with now. Sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, during during my time as a woman, um, and even as a um, gender fluid cis male. <laughs> I did receive a lot of dick pics. Really? Like, way more than, I mean, one is already, like, too much, but just randomly, just, I think I told you guys some of the stories where one dude was like, hey, is this mask good? And then he just sends a picture of his dick, and I'm like, oh, all right, I guess. Oh, good. That's great. Real real (laughs) good. I see. Um, but then, <laughs> but transition right there yeah there was no lead up it was just penis here you right, go right in my dms which to be fair you know like with me at least i'm just kind of like eh, whatever like i kind of laugh at it and you know i'll tell my wife about it right we, we just laugh about it but like obviously that's just not appropriate behavior in any sense <laughs> true true uh, right. is that normal <laughs> what Random dick pics? Yes. To for a woman to receive them? Yes. Oh well, what um normal? Mm, I don't know. Common. That's what sure. I mean. Is yeah. it is it is, yeah. is it a common? Yeah. See, I think I on Instagram especially, it's like mm-hmm. a thing. Right. Which wow. I don't understand why. I mean, if you're a guy and and you're you're sitting at home and you're on Instagram, right? And you think, hmm, here, you know, you're just sitting there and you're pe- you have a penis, right? You know, and you're <laughs> yeah, like, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I should send a picture of this to this random woman, and then she will like me. Let me, um, don't, don't do that. Yeah, 100%. we're not, we're not, we don't think like guys. The no. guys are thinking like, man, I wish you would send me some pictures right now. Right. That's what I would look like. But right. women are never thinking that ever. No, we so just don't. So you guys know. Yep. It doesn't. You could look like, you know, Brad Pitt in his when he in his good days, but we don't. Still don't need to. Like, I would not. I much rather prefer to see Brad Pitt's face. I don't want to see his penis. Like that's right. never like, what exactly. my first go to. Or you maybe his have, abs. Even yeah, maybe his, even his abs. But like even then, you send me a picture, I'm I'm like ugh, go away. Yeah. You, you could have yeah. the ideal male physique, like in uh, even better, just absolutely stunning body, 
and you send me a picture of yourself, I, I don't even know you, like, I'm going to be turned off. I don't want that. Yeah. No, thank you. We're just not this like is, that. And I, I don't just, think that's, yeah. uh, that's just not our biological makeup. You know, right. We just, it's also just disrespect visual like that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think it's exactly. I think it's like highly disrespectful. But see, yeah, you know, it is. The, that's how the we keep that, the population at a certain level. Cause <laughs> if we were just like men, there'd be no room to walk. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We'd have a true issue here. <laughs> see, the thing that confuses me is that, you know, you have, you know, you two ladies and if, just by going by Instagram, I have no idea what you look like, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So these dudes are sending pictures trying to get a chick, but they don't even know what she looks like. Right. I know. That's I what's weird. I it's so weird. I didn't either. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't either. Like, you're right. They They literally know nothing about us at all. They have no idea what we look like. Yeah. So... I- is it, does it seem to be more prevalent, like, in the libertarian community, or is it just guys in general? Yeah, well, I, I've never gotten a random dick pic on my personal Instagram account ever, sent to me ever. Like, I think because, and I think that a lot of it is because every, most people that I have on my personal Instagram account are people that I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're not just going to usually send me a random dick pic but so I would say just because these are all dudes that I don't know that yeah it's more prevalent on my you know this account which which is weird for me because like me and Maddie we never get those types of messages like I was I was showing a a friend of mine like one of the messages because all of our most of the people that pretty much message us are dudes. So yeah, I was showing like a picture of a friend to a friend. I was like, this is what I get in my IG account. Uh, and it was like, can I, can I send you an essay on praxeology or something like that? And I was like, this is what we get. Well, everybody else is getting dick pics. We're See, getting essays. I, I really don't get that much either though. Like I, yeah. I've, I've gotten, one that I've saw seen and then one that like the, the guy said he was going to send me one, but it was like, you have, I had to approve his DM to like get to sent to me. And then yeah. it said that he sent a photo. So I deleted it before I saw it. Oh. Cause I knew that it was probably a dick pic. <sighs> so Seaburn, do you think maybe some of these dudes knew that you're dudes and just trying to show you their junk? I honestly d- I feel like some of them just do it just because one, maybe they have like no shame and they just think it's funny um, because they never really are like, Hey, like send something like it's never any like smooth talk or attempting to be smooth. It's just like, Oh, dick pic. <laughs> so I don't really know how to read into that, but <laughs> um, I, I definitely have gotten like some, some weird messages like, Hey, do you mind if I shoot my shot? And I'll be like, I literally would just be like, no, like, sorry, like I'm married. And then they'll send a dick pic after that. And I'm like, okay. In the dick. I'm like, all right. (laughs) Or I saw your, you think that before that I hadn't seen your penis, that I didn't want to date you. But now if I see your dick, 
Oh shit! <laughs> I'm willing. I'm down now. <laughs> like like not even I just, that, like, that. That mentality just blows my mind. I just cannot well, figure it out like at all. I get it. It just I truly don't get it. And and the fact that they think, oh, hey, I'm married, which is which is true. I mean, yeah, I wasn't telling them I was a guy or a girl, but I was married and I still am. But they think like, oh, I'll send this dick pic, and then they will not only want to date me, they'll leave their marriage for this. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> their penis – no, you don't know. Their penis is so stunning that you are yeah, willing to leave your marriage. You'll drop everything, your wife, yep. your kids. That's exactly how it works. Uh, that if you have a nice enough looking dick, I will totally just, you know, go for it. That I'm that was a joke. Okay. Don't send me dick. <laughs> We're just gonna crop that that yeah, audio. Dick, yeah. <laughs> just 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 crop oh, that no. audio, I'm publish gonna, it. That's the podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely amplify that one. <laughs> what kind of blows uh, my mind about it though is just like it's just weird. Like, it's just so weird. And just how confident they are. They're like, oh, there's a female in the community. I need to show her my penis. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if that's what it is. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, it's the. Because most of the guy, most of the people that I've seen in the liberty movement are either males or females fronting as males. So they don't get the dick pics. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like. You know, you see a female in it, you're like, oh, that's just, you know, it's different. It's like not really different because there's plenty of you, but it's like. It's not as common, though. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like left where it's just inundated with women. Right. But I mean, it's kind of like with the um, on the right, you know, you get a, a, a female on the right that's decent looking they get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at Fox News. So I mean, yeah, it's like I don't know. I guess it's because I mean, some of the women on the left, I don't want to try to. I wouldn't try to step to because they probably <laughs> want to ran a bob at your butt. But they're probably guys. Yeah, or used to be, and uh, <laughs> so it's kind of like I, I, I. But sometimes I wonder. Uh, sometimes. I think Seaburn had mentioned this, talked about this before, about how sometimes it just seems like a lot of the dudes in the liberty movement just seem to just want attention. Like, they don't mm-hmm. ever get it. Right, and I'd, it. I'd yeah. say that, yeah, I mean, I'd say that the the general just, like, sexism is more is more annoying to me, I think, in the liberty community. I find that just to be so annoying. Like what do you mean? Like that I don't I don't even just like that I don't know just that women are not capable of you know being that educated in any of this stuff or it's just I think they're just so do you know what I'm saying like I feel like they're so surprised when there is a woman in the community it's like they don't know how to act. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's probably true. Mm-hmm. I think they all assume that. Um, most women are going to be liberal. So when you come out and you start talking about anarchy and libertarian type stuff, they don't know what to do because Mm -hmm. 
they're not used to hearing a woman talk about that stuff. Right. Well, I, I mean, I'll admit, like, when I first started, you know, in the in the movement, there was a lot of men that would mansplain to me, like, what everything meant. And it's like, mm-hmm. I know, I can read. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> thank you. If I need your help, like, I'll ask you. Yeah. Jim, like, I have no issue. Oh, I, I sent this to you, uh, Miss Lawless, earlier, but I got a DM after I was on the oh Wolverines podcast. And I'll I'll just read it. Yeah, Uh, read it. I was going to bring this up, but you, yeah, you 100% need to read it. um, Hey, man, just heard you on the Wolverines podcast. Be careful. Major Fed vibes from the chick on there. Nobody that sounds that hot would ever be on a podcaster in this community. What? Yeah, apparently my voice, (laughs) my voice is hot sounding. um, So therefore, I'm a Fed. (laughs) <laughs> wow oh, good god yeah because yep. no one no one good looking or good sounding <laughs> could um be in the liberty community ever well i, I don't know I, i've been told i got a pretty sexy voice oh <laughs> 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 well, no I'm, no one said that about me yet so i don't know you have well, a pretty see, sexy voice some. i mean you're probably a fed <laughs> I always feel like I'm the one that sounds like a little kid and, and Maddie sounds like the adult <laughs> and I'm like, I'm way older than her. So it's just weird. I feel like I just have an, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like my voice very much. So I didn't think that was surprising for me to hear or to, you know, to read. Well, I mean, there is a pleasantness to your voice. I mean, just like, uh, thank you. Just like, uh, Let's see, there's... Probably means I'm a fed. You are. <laughs> I mean, there's only two ways to go with this. <laughs> so, it's one or the other. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, see, it's like whenever I talk to Jesse and Maddie on a regular basis. And, like, the other night when I had Jesse and uh, Monica Perez on my show. It was like... I always feel... I mean, whenever they get to, when they get to talking about like books and Rothbard and I was yeah, I'm a dummy. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, they they start talking. I mean, most of the stuff, and I, I think I've even said it on my podcast, is that I, the stuff I talk about, the stuff I say, it don't come from a book. It don't come from you know, it comes from conversations. It comes from just thinking things through to the logical end. And but whenever y'all start talking like you know. Keynesian economics, and I'm like, duh. I start drooling, you know, because I'm just, I have no idea. But that's so why I always said that, you know, when it comes to to the network, I'm 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 that drunk uncle that comes over on Thanksgiving, you know. <laughs> that that's my shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. I like that about me. But yeah. I mean, it, it, I've always been a resourceful person. If I need to know something, I know that I'm going to go to you know, somebody that knows what they're talking about and has never, ever, ever occurred to me, are they male or female? Right. Yeah, that drives yeah, me crazy. When people yeah, are surprised about how educated you are? Or just that it's, um, you know, that, like, they're surprised that, me, that there's people like me and Maddie that host a show and, um, you know, like, 
I don't know, they just expect us to just have chicks on all the time or mm-hmm. uh, um, they're surprised at what we are talking about. And it's just kind of like, well, women do have their own mind. They don't just, you know, right. we're not all the same. And we're not just sitting around painting each other's nails, talking about our periods. Sometimes we have educated things to say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, my wife is quite literally the smartest person that I've ever met. So I, 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 I tell awesome. people, I tell people that now, and they're not so much surprised. They're just kind of like, "Oh, like really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm kind of a retard." <laughs> That's okay. At least you own it. <laughs> well, me and David know of some other people that have said stuff about like women talking. Like, why would you want to listen to a podcast where women are talking and what? stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but, um, and I've also heard in the Liberty Movement guys talking about how women, um, the reason why everything is so bad now is because we allowed women to vote. That's what I was just going to say. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, I've heard that, that so much. Me, so bad. me too. Like, I've heard that so much. That is, number one, that's just a bald-faced lie because women do not come out and vote as much as they should. Right. And so that means that the majority of things that get passed is because there's some stupid ass men out there voting for that stupid ass shit. Reach girl. Oh my Lord. <laughs> that one kills me. That one makes me so mad. And it's like, yeah, I do think voting is stupid, but it wasn't just, it, the reason things gone went to shit was not because we started allowing women yeah. to express views like that yes. is total just sexist bullshit like are you kidding me that's ridiculous yeah i I, I didn't know people still thought like that oh my god it's all over like that's you know how that's wild to me yeah have you ever have you read um michael malice's latest book the new right uh i have not but i'm about to order it right now i would would get that either read it or i did the audiobook it's so much easier to listen to him just read it to you but um, it was he talks a little bit about how there is sort of like a pipeline from like when when some people start going into the liberty movement and then they just go real far. Like, you know, they take instead of just taking one yes. red pill, they take the whole bottle. Right. And they just go Swallow. way over to like racist land, sexist land, you know, and yes. um, I think that's where I've seen it. Like I've literally I there was a guy that I was friends with on Facebook who he was a black conservative. Then he became a black libertarian. And then next thing you know, he was a black fascist and he thought women shouldn't vote and that we need to just have a fascist country. And <gasps> then he kept getting kicked off of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Cause he was, I mean, some of his buddies were like, they were like fans of like Hitler and they were Make, they were starting to deny like the Holocaust and all this stuff. I was like, oh my God. That's like, intense. What happened to these people? Okay, yeah. I was thinking that a lot of that whole, you know, women shouldn't go, women's opinion don't matter, stuff like that from the liberty movement. I yeah, we don't need that in our movement. Like, that's not cool. See, I, I was under the impression that it was like, uh, not even just being funny, but kind of like just trying to be edgy to get, you know, attention and to get to get a laugh or something and they're just being stupid but there are actually people that believe that i mean i might just be naive but 
I mean, because I, I, I know, you know, certain podcasts and stuff, it's like they'll they'll say that stuff to try to get a laugh from everybody. And, you know, yeah. they'll, and me, right. as, as much as I am for free speech, and you should be able to say whatever the hell you want to say anytime you want to say right. it. Right, right. I won't say, you know, I won't drop an inbox just for. Right. You know, just I just to be actor. respectful. You're not a piece of shit. Well, you just look like an idiot when you're trying to be edgy yes. that way. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, you no, don't. I mean, no, you just do. Like, if you are, if people are saying that to be edgy or funny, it's not funny. Like, it's just stupid. Like, yeah. it, it's not even, it's not even, it's so stupid to the point where it's not even offensive. It's just, I look at it and I'm like, I roll. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like, what? It's not, and they don't have any, and it's funny because if you ever asked them about it, if you ever, you know, were like, explain this to me, what is your thought process behind this? More than likely, I can almost assure you that they probably don't have a lot to say about it. They probably don't have a lot of information. Yeah. Well, and that's an issue with the community. I think a lot of it is just people that just want instagram clout and they want the likes and they want the followers so they'll just say and post whatever is like cool at the moment and then they don't really have any real substance behind it and mm-hmm. i think that's the same problem like all, i mean i know my name is Seaburn boob boy i mean my thing is a meme and i'm kind of thinking of changing it but <laughs> um like you see all these boob boys out there with you know like hawaiian and like i get it like it's a funny meme like hawaiian shirts and all these like nice nice equipment I say, and they just take all these pictures and their range training consists of just going and doing mag dumps and not actually doing like any type of actual tactical training whatsoever, but it looks cool on Instagram and it'll get you likes and followers. Right. And do you think those people will burn out like a, like a hot flame sooner or later? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I do. Absolutely. I think it'll take one serious incident and then you'll see more than half this community just disappear. Yeah. I, yeah, a hundred percent. I would like to see more. Like what I would like to see a lot more is, you know, people like Jesse who are reading and who are getting educated and being as educated as people in the other political parties, people in other political movements where, you know, they have all this knowledge on different theories and what works best. Like I, I love seeing that kind of stuff. People actually thinking and, you know, figuring things out instead of just flexing with all of their equipment. Like you're not expanding your mind. You're not having real productive thoughts at this point. Yes. <laughs> I had somebody cause apparently it was uh, brought up a while back that I'm a gun guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I had somebody message me and be like, dude, so so what what kind of you got? I told him, I said, dude, I got a single shot, a break action 410. I got an AR-7, which is a, you know, a, a, a camping 22. And, and I have my dad's old 22. And he was like, is that all you got? I said, yes. And <laughs> somebody asked me, you know, later on if that was really all I had. And I told him, I said, dude, I said, I'm not telling nobody what I got. Right. Um, what, what business is it of anyone else's? That's somebody fun. that you need to worry about being a fed. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oh, no. You should be like, you know, I had all these guns, but they they, they got lost in a lost horrible them. boating accident. Exactly. Don't I mean, try to listen for the hot voices. Yeah. <laughs> the hotter the voice, 
<laughs> better the chance it's a fed. Exactly. That's what we've learned today. <laughs> That's why I, told, I was like, dude, you know, you're posting all these pics of all these, you know, all your stuff you got, which I mean, you know, cool. It looks great, but they're the, you're the first one they're going to track down. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, don't nobody know what I got and don't nobody, gonna, don't nobody need to know what I got. Right. I think it's absolutely, I don't want to say that it's not good to be prepared or to, you know, stock up and go training and, you know, get all of this cool, amazing gear. Like, do that. That's that's so great, but don't stop there. That's my point. Don't stop it at just, you know, being prepared for a violent revolution. Like, actually start to think a little bit. Yes. Well, I mean, I, all I can say is that um, every revolution that was that was done violently in the past, you know, in this last century mm-hmm. has not lasted. There you go. No. So let's not follow in that footsteps. I mean, right. just look at Russia or China or literally North anywhere. And South Korea. I mean, look <laughs> at the difference between that. Right. Uh, um, and. I mean, of course, they all failed because it was communism, but <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but the violence couldn't have helped. No. Yeah. Like, that's not going to get you anywhere. That's not going to convince someone to want to make change right. for you and make your life better. It's you know? just radicalize them even more. Yeah. And if, exactly. and if we're truly like libertarians and anarchists, we don't we want a voluntary state. We mm-hmm. don't want something that you have to get by force. Right. We definitely don't want to do it through violence. Absolutely. So while we should we we should be prepared to defend ourselves if something happens, we shouldn't be trying. We shouldn't be looking forward to some kind of fight starting up or trying right. to get something started. My my like favorite thing to say, and it's it's in my Instagram bio, and I like freaking love this is peaceful but not harmless. That you are prepared. You're not completely defenseless and completely harmless, but you know, your first instinct is to be as peaceful as possible and try your absolute hardest to remain right. peaceful. Yeah, I, I, I think like of Switzerland when you say that, low. because Switzerland, they are they are a peaceful nation and they want to stay out of all these conflicts. But their citizens know how to use a weapon if they need it. Mm-hmm. They know how to defend themselves. Yeah. yeah I, I recently in my I did a whole post on like anarchy and how I think like we should look for peaceful revolution mm-hmm. how that can still work. And the comments is just a cesspool of being like violence is the only answer. We can only do like, we need to kill all the tyrants and all. I'm like, you can just ignore that. That's them. so disappointing. Like, just, I mean, go tell them to watch. Like there's a really good show. It's like a series on Netflix about the end of the, um, the czar, the last czar of Russia. Mm hmm. That revolution was bloody, and it ended with a family and small children being shot in a room in a basement somewhere in the middle of Siberia. God. Is that what we want to be, you know? Is that what we want to represent, really? I don't think so. I Absolutely. We, no. we complain about presidents bombing brown children in Yemen and Pakistan, and then we sit around and we, we hear, like, are you kidding me? Like, that's ridiculous. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, and that's what. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> nope, you go ahead. Well, I mean that that's that's the thing is you see a lot of things about you know you know tar and feather stuff, but they've never ever sat down and thought about 
what hot tar would do to the human flesh. Yeah. The, the the pain that you would be inflicting on someone, they don't think about the harsh reality of it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I brought down uh, on the show I was on last night on on uh, Tactical Buffalo. I told him I said, you know, the bunch of these kids probably never even been punched in the face. Right. And they're talking <laughs> about going to war. Right. They've never experienced violence truly in their real life. They've only seen it in what I keep saying, like a video game or like a movie. They think it's going to be like the video games that they probably sit in their mom's basement playing and they don't actually like really think about it as violence right in front of their face. Them having having to kill human people, like human lives, having to take human lives. I mean, do you think that people like us with a voice and, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I always saw myself in the network seriously as, as just the, you know, your friendly, friendly network guy. You know, I'm just a guy <laughs> that's there. I like to sit down. I like to talk. I like to, you know, converse with people, but I, I surround myself with people that have knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, I have Maddie and Jesse, I have Cam and I have, <coughs> Excuse me. I have, um, but I also have, you know, the ones that will go to war if they need to go to war. But it's like the ones that are actually speaking for it. Should we start, you know, saying something to them to try to put them in their place, or, or do we, you know, stick with our freedom of speech and freedom of expression, and you can say what you want to say? But then again, to me, it seems like you still have, even in our, our movement there still should be some kind of social acceptance, you know, kind of like we'll accept this behavioral acceptance is, is a better mm-hmm. word. I think that, you know, no, we don't need that in this movement. It's, it's mm-hmm. not going to paint us a good light. Well, I think that's already kind of happening. Um, I see a lot of like white supremacists and Nazis trying to hide out in, you know, the Liberty community. And every time I see that, I'm just like, no, like, <laughs> that's not what this is like by by all means it's kind of like a double-edged sword i think by all means in like an ideal scenario where like anarchy is just like a thing like if those white supremacists want to go out and have their own community and be racist as long as they're not hurting people you know yeah like yeah but i I think they're scumbags but like whatever they can go do their thing but if they're trying to get behind this movement as it oh yeah this supports you know white supremacy and you know all the Jews are bad, then I, at least I, I try to because I just think it's stupid. It's the same thing with, you know, like women. Like, oh, like, yeah, women are just not smart people, and that's what this community thinks. And no, it's not. <laughs> and, and I don't want anybody acting like it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, people are definitely going to have their opinions and their thoughts, which is great because I think free thinking is amazing. I think – the best thing to do is just try to try to just just engage with other people and talk with other people and try to expand their thinking and have them say that, you know, you're not limited to one idea. You're not limited to yeah. one opinion. Like you can have you can you can be both. You can be you can, you know, stock up on all this stuff and be, be willing to protect yourself and train and be, you know, um, not pro violence, but ready for it if it is sprung upon you but you can also be smart and you can also be educated like you don't have to stop at one or the other it doesn't have to be a choice it can be both 
It should yeah. be both. I hope I wish more people in our community. I wish everyone in our community was more like violence is the last resort. Yes. And like, let's try to do things the right way first. Because I think that would really launch our movement to a different place. I think right now people can't take us seriously. Right. Because of things like those guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. And people like Chris Cantwell, too, you know, I think of like Chris Cantwell used to be like a big libertarian. He was even on Tom. He's interviewed by Tom Woods. And then he suddenly goes to like this racist place and it doesn't look good for us, you know, right. Things like that happen. No, it does not. So that's the reason why when I run for president, I want y'all in my cabinet. (laughs) I'm just not voting. (laughs) Well, I think the only way to change people's mind is by by exposing them to different ideas. And you have to do that by having an open conversation. And you have to be willing to listen and consider the other person's ideas. Yes. You can't just, you know, let them like just be quiet till they stop talking and then just get your point across. Like the Mm -hmm. point is to listen to each other. Try to learn. You can't just call them a statist and then move on. You can't just, you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta actually like, exactly. You gotta actually listen to people and be kind with when you're, when you're educating them, like don't treat them like they're an idiot. Like they've had this opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's a hard one for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <please. laughs> I'm going to admit I mean, that's a hard one. I know all of y'all heard all you heard that episode that I did where I posted me from six years ago, right? Right. Yeah. That that was I awful. loved that episode. Yeah, but I loved that episode though. Oh. I I, I mean, said I, I loved that episode because I said the same kind of things, you know? Yeah. And and I, the way I looked at it was, you know, I I we have a huge communication problem. Right. And and because even if I would run in if I would run into six year ago me today, I would come off as that, you know, that asshole, and I'd be trying to kick myself in the ass. <laughs> but you know, and, and that's where we, you know, it seems like not only do we have to have that kind of approach to people that are outside of our community to try to tone it down and to try to explain to them a logical sense and. You know, try to get them, I guess, I guess soften them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it seems like we're starting to have to do that to people in our own community. Right. I mean, like you said, the, the, the people that are a little extreme, you know, we just want to be like, dude, shut up. You know, go, go, you know, go away or whatever. We got to explain to them how that's not the right behavior or mindset to have. Mm-hmm. But, and we should do that. And I think that it would set us apart from the right and the left because neither one of those sides are doing that to their own parties. And that's why they're miles and miles apart from what they were in the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. what do conservatives conserve and what is so liberal about the liberals anymore? And that's because they've just gone with some idiotic person who just went this one direction or the other and they just went with it because they just wanted votes. But right. we're not about that. We're about this is an ideology that's actually a benefit to the to the world. 
to literally well, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that's why um, the other day I suggested an episode. Uh, I know Jesse has had them had him on their show before, uh, the Truth Disciple. Yeah. He um, it's a it's a very peculiar podcast. I like it, but he had they were talking about the LGBTQ L, LGBTQ community or whatever, and they um, he had a gay woman on his show. And he was at, he brought up the, the whole aspect of uh, transgender, like the children, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know how, you know, most of us feel like that, you know, no, you don't need to start doing this whole transition crap when they're kids because they don't even, they don't have the maturity level they need to have to make those kind of calls that are going to last right. a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. And she, she even said, she goes, no, she goes, anybody that is, most of the people in the LGBTQ, LGBT community doesn't want that. They know that's wrong. Right. She, yeah. said most, most, she said most of the people that are supportive of that are the allies. Mm. Which mm-hmm. was, I, I was, I was, I, that blew my mind to actually hear that from somebody who I think is probably from the left. I was like, you know, she sounds a lot like a libertarian. You know, she's. He's like, yeah. you know, most of the people are the ones that are trying to speak for the, the community and trying that are not in the community, but want to look like they're very supportive and very, mm-hmm. like, you know, hashtag stunning and brave, you know, and <laughs> they, they're just virtue signaling. But the right. people in the community are like, no, we don't, we don't want that. And yeah. I think that's what we're facing now is we have people that are in the community, in the liberty community that you know don't want violence and don't want this and that but you have the ones that are kind of wanting to like you said have clout you know good old instagram clout and (laughs) they're talking loud and you know talk better i think they're trying to virtue signal to us that they're cool you know what i'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. they're they're allies yeah i mean i (laughs) i i i kind of see where you're coming from on that because i think you know, people who advocate for violence first or violence only, I don't think, and I could be wrong because, you know, whatever, um, but I don't think that's liberty, you know? Like, I, I don't think freedom is starting a war, pretty anti-war, and I, I feel like that's not liberty. Yeah. That's not liberty at all. I, I don't think that's what we represent, um, or I, I hope that's not you know, what we represent. I think that's what we appear as though right now in the media. I think that's how we look. Yes. I think that the word anarchy just scares a lot of people. Um, cause I, I mean, I just got into it on Instagram with some dude, um, about that because, um, he, you know, I was trying to explain to him like the word literally just means without rulers. Yes. Yeah. An urban, it's a urban problem. Oh, I wonder what that was. Um, yeah, but most people just see anarchy as chaos, and they say they think of chaos as just complete violence, or mm-hmm. you know, so they just can't, for whatever reason, they can't get that uh, that image out of their head. That's why most of the time I just call myself a voluntarist because, right, you know. Right. I think that is a a libertarian means that you like <laughs> Gary Johnson 
And then <laughs> if you're an anarchist, you like Molotov cocktails. Exactly. I was afraid of the word too. Like when I first started coming into the community, like I was hesitant to call myself an anarchist. Very, very hesitant. Um, just because, yeah, that's a scary word. But I think if, I think the truly educated people will understand that it isn't that, you know, that it's not, that's not what it's supposed to be. And I, I hope that we can fix that. I hope that we can change that perception because, that sucks. You know, that's not going to yes. help us at all. See, I tried <laughs> no. doing that a while back, you know, is is the problem with trying to reclaim a term like anarchy is the same problem we had whenever we, I tried to reclaim the term liberal. You know, I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a classic liberal, which doesn't mean anything today. I mean, people hear liberal, they think SJW, you know, transgender five-year-olds. They don't <laughs> think of how, you know, what a libertarian is a true liberal and now a libertarian pretty much equals minarchist in the mainstream mm-hmm. yeah you know, you know we understand that you know libertarian is just a, it's not a party it's a it's a way of being and you have a spectrum all the way from ancoms to ancaps that are libertarian mm-hmm. you know as long as they're all voluntarian and that's what i think that you know like um Jesse said is being a voluntarius is a little more it's it's easier to to digest to people that that are hung up on words like anarchy and liberal and stuff like that right so it's kind of I mean that's the only reason why I, I won't tell people hey I'm an anarchist you know because it, it makes it, it there is a negative connotation to that word mm-hmm. and you know, just like libertarian, you got the naked dude on the stage and you got Gary Johnson. I mean, <laughs> it's not. I mean, and yes, I voted for Gary Johnson once. My bad. But <laughs> you didn't have to admit that, David. You didn't. The second, the second, the second time. <laughs> hey, but the second time after he did the whole, you know, just bake the damn cake thing. After that, I, I wrote in John McAfee just because I was like, the hell with it. And I think this this time I'm voting Berman Supreme. Why the hell not? You know, but I'll vote, but I always do, I, I do a throwaway vote because I ain't, you know, no. The two-party system, screw that. Ooh. Yeah. And the yeah, two I, parties don't represent. I was listening to um, an interview with uh, Michael Malice and um, – Dave Rubin and they were talking about how like the American system is so different from Europe because in Europe they have a parliamentary system where they have like nine, they'll have like up to nine different representatives for all these different groups. So each group kind of gets a representative. Mm -hmm. We just have two and they're supposed to meet all of our needs. And it's like, of course it's not going to happen that way. Right. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's so interesting to hear actually from that, like, saying it that way like that's so interesting because it's so true because people always say we are one of the we are the most diverse country we are so incredibly diverse of different cultures and different backgrounds and all different religions all different kinds of things so how do you expect one person to represent every citizen or two you know two two different ideals but in the end basically one person to represent every ideology of every single person in our extremely diverse country, that 
that in it of itself makes zero sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I kind of think like democracy as a whole is just kind of not good. Like it sounds great, but it I sounds mean, the, amazing. Like, like gang rape, gang rape is democracy. You know, like <laughs> to put Ooh, it honestly, nine out of 10 people can say, yeah, it's okay to rape, rape and murder. And then you're that one. And then you get raped and murdered, and that's not okay. Like, we all know that. Yeah. And where do we get the idea for democracy from? You know, think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Ancient Greece. Ancient, yeah. Right. That yeah. destroyed itself. Literally, Rome yeah. that destroyed Rome. itself. Yeah. Yeah. By using democracy. Yeah. <laughs> Why the hell do we do that to ourselves? No. What the hell? That makes no sense. And I think that really oh. was the idea of the founding followers they didn't want a democracy they wanted a uh, republic mm-hmm. they wanted something a representative republic and um but the powers that the people that when they finally got a taste of power they they quickly destroyed our chances of having that mm-hmm. i mean I, also I could, the, the, the oh, people i think that mm-hmm. the people also you know it's not just people that are that gain the power but the people give them the power are also giving up responsibility, which makes us lazy and complacent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think for myself. I mean, that's like, you know, today I was talking about, you know, people were talking about, you know, you go to these things for these fundraisers and charitable events where you give money and stuff. And somebody was like, there's an easier way to do that. You know, just give your money to the government and let them do it. That's just complete laziness and taking apart, taking away self-responsibility. Right. And of course, you know, once those people are like, okay, yeah, give me all your responsibility so I can control you more. It's a two way street and they don't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think people like uh, sleeping with Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) I see the hashtag has already started the hashtag. (laughs) Weinstein would kill himself. Uh, Yeah. I saw that too. Oh, but see, that's the thing about democracy too. Is democracy is great as long as the majority is in your favor. Right. Well, I think you know it started. I think it started to get out of control because people were. Um, everyone wanted to lead. You know, everyone wanted to lead. So then, when they got that, yeah, like you said, that little taste of power, it kind of just you know took off and it spiraled from there. And now we're at a point where we're the only people that want to lead are super corrupt and power hungry. And most of us don't want to take charge and, you know, take control of what's actually going on. So we hand it over to someone else. It's just so crazy how much it's switched. And here we are just want to control ourselves. I watched a a documentary about the Roosevelt's and I really seriously think that the Roosevelt's are like, the most evil family ever. Uh, Really? I'm not very educated. uh, And I think that like the progressive party, for example, like Teddy Roosevelt started the progressive party. Um, Mm -hmm. He actually was a Republican. But if you look at all the stuff that he did under his administration, you would not, I mean, and that he actually did get a lot of um, flack for that. People were calling him um, a socialist at the time because he was doing all these government programs and he was supposed mm-hmm. to be a Republican. And when right. um, his 
tenure was done and he kind of got out of the politics for a while, he regretted that he didn't run again and he tried to come back as a progressive party. Hmm. That's where it all began. And of course, you know that Franklin was a Democrat. Mm -hmm. He's like the Democrat Jesus. Uh, He liked to put Japanese people in concentration camps. As you do. You know. Just casual. I mean, how the Democrats are still considered like the party of the minorities, I do not understand. They have such a horrible track record with minority people. So horrible. Well, look at all the people running for president. It's a bunch of old white (laughs) men again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're all ganging up against the Jewish guy. (laughs) Even though he's the front runner. Yeah. He's like the head socialist. Yes. I'm still pulling for Biden. I'm still pulling for Biden. I don't care. (laughs) I want him in. Just because the content would be awesome. I don't know. know. Bloomberg could be interesting, too. Oh, my God. I just heard him say the dumbest shit ever right before we started this call. I was, I have, I saw, guys, I'm so pissed. Okay, so the Democratic debate, right? My friend texted me and she goes, she's, um, so I, like, I mean, we've, I've said before, I live in New York City and uh, she was my roommate freshman year and um, she was the only semi-conservative-ish one here. And um, so she texted me and she's like, you got to turn on the debate, like, they're all screaming at each other. It's hilarious. So I turn it on and it is hilarious. It's hilarious. And I turn it on and Bloomberg has the audacity to say that he has basically fixed the education system in New York City, New York City, when New York, which is just, Oh, I could go on and on and on, but I will, I will, I will make it a little bit short and sweet. New York City has the highest educational segregation in the entire country. It is the most educationally segregated place. People, everyone thinks it's the South, but it is New York City, the most quote unquote progressive and liberal place in the entire, like besides what California in the, in the entire United States has the worst socioeconomic inequality for education. And he said that he fixed it basically i mean that's not what he said but basically that's and i'm all sure he sent dandy. all of his children to this new Private. york city schools right yep probably and it's it's so crazy because there's this school um here in, in new york city it's in chelsea and um it's called avenues and it is thousands of dollars like as much as you would pay to go to college and that you have to make an application for, like going to college, but it's elementary school through high school. And it is, and those are most of the private schools here in the city, if the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, Avenues specifically, it is on the same street as housing projects, the same exact street as housing projects. And it's like, you can see the educational inequality literally right here, right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. And you're t- it's out in the public. No one's hiding it. And you're telling me that, you're re- okay. Sure. Yep. You're right. Genius. Okay, wait. I did fix that York. issue with education in New York. Hey, Bloomberg 2020. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I, I grew up in New York, and like the edgy, the just high school, middle school, element, like it's all so 
terrible. Terrible. A, a funny, unrelated story, but I have to share it because it's just one of the most fond moments of growing up in high school for me. Um, do, do you guys know who uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, back before she used to run for president, she got invited to come up to my um, to my high school's pig class. Okay. And she she literally got booed out of the classroom. No uh, way. Yeah. So she was talking about. Um, so I grew up in. I, I'm I'm doxing myself at this point. I kind of don't okay. care anymore. I don't live in New York anymore, so it's fine. Yeah. But I grew up in upstate New York, and I'm sure. You, you living in New York, you understand that mm-hmm. the city and upstate are two completely different places. So, like, so different. Like, like mm-hmm. politically, completely. Oh my gosh, so different. Be more different. Yeah, it's pretty conservative upstate. Very. Very yeah. conservative. And um, she came into the class and she was talking about, well, like her main thing at the time was not allowing um, certain people to uh, donate money financially to certain campaigns and we were like one of my buddies was like it sounds like you just can't beat somebody in a in a political race and she was like like, no it's just not fair that somebody can get 200 million dollars from like the nra or something and they're like it sounds like you just can't get sponsors it sounds like you suck (laughs) more or less and it got to the point where she just kept talking and a bunch of sophomores in high school just started booing her to the point where she just left. That's amazing. And That's how it should once be. I saw she was I running for it. president this year, I just looked at my wife and I was like, you don't know this, but, and I told her that story. And it's oh fantastic. my God. I, I, that's how it should be. I love that. Literally got booed out of a sophomore pay class. That's amazing. Dude. That is amazing. No, more of your classmates need to come up with, tell that story <laughs> put it all over so the next time was, she tries to run she'll be like the only presidential candidate to be booed out of a sophomore class <laughs> i wish i had my page when she before she dropped out of the race because i was just sitting there thinking i'm like man if people knew about this because i grew up in a really small town so like it, it wasn't a big deal right but like a class of 20 sophomores just booed her out of a classroom and oh, now she's running for president that's amazing it, it was so great. I love Sorry, that. completely unrelated, off topic, okay. but I had to it's share. Okay. I mean, it was it was New York education, so yeah, it's mean, fair. Well, I was See, just thinking, you know, I lived in Chicago for a little while uh, while I was going to grad school there, and I remember just all over the news talking about how like the Chicago city schools are one of the worst schools, like public schools in the nation. I mean, Illinois, like Chicago in general, is just like a giant shit hall yeah to be honest um but (laughs) you know you know um i was just (laughs) thinking like that's probably the same kind of thing you were dealing with in new york i mean like the people that could afford it which were usually ultra rich people would just send their you know their privileged white kids to the really expensive private school Mm -hmm. while the people that are stuck in the public schools are going to be primarily black and poor mm-hmm. and, and they're not going to get as good of an education. And it's just like, you're, you're literally making it a case of, of about racism, but no, right. but they in Chicago, it's just like over and over again. They just vote for the 
the Democrat every single time. They yeah. vote against their own interests every time. Yep. Every just, single ugh. time. And it was a, I, living there was just a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, and there, there's this guy and he's in control of all, you know, not control, but he's like the representative of all of the education here in New York City. And there have been there have been so many like protests and and board meetings and all types of, you know, people saying like, hey, we want to fix the educational inequality here in our city because it has been proven that more diversity in schools is better education in general. It just is. That has that's a known thing. And they he continues to do absolutely nothing about it. He continues to just because I don't think he really he just I don't think he actually cares. Like he says that he cares and he says that he, you know, wants to spread it out, but it's I, I don't I don't think that that's true. Well what would help, what would be a start is getting rid of public school letting people keep their money in their pocket and they can take their kid to whatever school they want. Mm -hmm. You're, you're just making way too much sense right now. Yeah, if, you made too, if you make too much sense, they're not going to agree. You have to spoon feed it. Mm -hmm. it is, and like here in yeah. Tennessee, I don't know how it is with you, David, but um, I think, are they starting the voucher program over there? Anywhere you in your County? Uh, there's been talk about it, but see, here in this county, it's a very rural county. I mean, it's we got in in the whole county, we got two high schools, uh -huh. and one of them's the the main high school and the main in the, the capital of the county, and then we have an, another high school that I went to, and like whenever I went to it, it was it was a K through 12 school. I mean, it was a, it was a very small out in the country school, so even a voucher program really wouldn't do too much in our county because we okay. don't think we have only kind of private school we have we only think we have a private school in our county we're doing a couple of surrounding counties but you know this our county is pretty the population is pretty small like the, the main two cities we have here in giles county are pulaski and linville yeah. and pulaski is decently populated i mean it's got a couple thousand people in there so but like Linville, whenever I used to live like in city limits, the population of Linville was like 312 people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I live out like outside of Linville pretty much. I'm kind of outside of any city limits. It's kind of nice, actually. Oh, I do. I, I can still, I can go out here on my back porch and shoot off of it if I want to. That's what I, That's what I like. That's so nice. But it, it's like... So, I mean, I, the education issue isn't really that bad here because as much tax money as they bring in, we only really got two. And then there's some elementary schools a little further south in the county. But there's not somewhere. That. I think maybe it's Nashville then. They're going to try the, the voucher program. I don't know if it's I don't know if they've already started, <laughs> they if they're going to start and I just to see trying. how it goes. And I was uh, somehow somebody added me into a group for like public for the like the county Knox County public school systems or something and um so I got to hear all, all these people complain about the voucher system now I'm not a huge fan of it because it is still taking your tax dollars and making you use it a certain way but I think it is nicer that we're taking that money away like you have the choice to take your tax dollars away from the public school system so um, yeah. And that's what all the people were so worried about. Like all these teachers were like, 
they're just going to take their kids out of our schools and we're not going to, I'm like, if you're that worried about it, then be a better teacher. Right. Then they won't take your kid away. You know, Mm -hmm. talk to your principals, talk to your workmates and, you know, try to make your school a better school. And then that that won't be an issue. Mm -hmm. Here's a hint. Get rid of standardized testing, you dumb assholes. Oh my God. I could go on about standardized testing too, girl. Oh my Lord. (laughs) I hate that shit. (laughs) So stupid. And Common Core Math needs oh to my God. commit a horrible, violent suicide and just it go away. Public, public too. It needs to commit the most public suicide you could imagine, <laughs> like jumping in front of a, a school bus or something, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that tenure, <laughs> the tenure issue is, is, a, is a problem too. It means you get a lot of teachers that once they sit into it and they get their pretty much got their job locked down, they stop caring. Right. And yes. Yes. If, if you got rid of that, then I think some teachers may be motivated. Cause I mean, I do know that there's a lot of teachers around here that I know and they're one of their biggest complaints they have is they don't have time to teach anything. They're, mm-hmm. they're too busy trying to, you know, prepare kids for tests and stuff. <laughs> Or, like, and I mean, there's so many things that you don't even realize. Like, at the school that my daughter goes to, um, they, you know, they have to feed kids. Like, they literally will send home food with kids so they have food for the weekend. Because they, like, isn't it, does she go to a a school where it's, like, required that they feed them a certain amount of times a day? Yes. And there's some kids that meet, like, a certain, like, their their income is so Mm -hmm. low that they can get like the school will just send them home with groceries right. basically for the weekend. That's, that's what my school was like too that's, in Iowa. And I'm just like, I know that, I mean, I don't want to take away from people at all. I don't ever want to do that, but does that really need to be the department of education's responsibility? And, right. I mean, I'm sure that if you talk to us and we, we all would prefer to just, you know, help these people out our, our own way. I don't know. Maybe help them get a better job or help them in a way where they can help themselves. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of these handouts we give to people just keeps them from actually bettering themselves. I totally agree. And I think that the left, they, I see, this is exactly why I don't understand why they are known to be the political party, like to represent the minorities, because I feel like the left, they, they market this towards mainly minorities mm-hmm. and it's like okay yeah they're, they're keeping them from actually helping themselves in the long run yeah and that makes you depressed if you don't feel like you can provide for yourself and you know be it's contributing in some way you're going to be depressed so it's not like really it's not really mm-hmm. a working system mm-hmm. no it's really not not at all i just don't know how a school can just send home groceries with a kid. Like, yeah, I mean, I, re- I know this because we had a snow day. Like they called a snow day at the, like on a Thursday night, and somebody complained and was like, "All these kids that would have got would have been able to pick up their food and take it home on Friday, they can't go get it now because school's closed." And I was oh, like, man, wow. I didn't even know we did that. That's yeah. Wild. See, like, for what it was like in my high school was like, let's say there was like, okay, we got out early or something, right? 
they would change lunch periods because they had to feed us at least two times. So they had to provide breakfast and lunch during the day. And yeah, it wasn't that they could take like, you know, they would give food to take home. I mean, you had to like buy it, but if you met a certain income level, you could, you could get it for free. Um, so that's where it's like similar, but they were required by law to feed us a certain amount of times a day. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that, that's, that's the way it is here. I mean, I know um, at least our local school, it's a, what they call it, I think a Title I school, where the state gives them a grant to feed, you know, everybody gets provided free breakfast, free lunch at the school. Yeah. Because being in this area, you know, it's, it's, we have a low cost of living here. I mean, and I think that's what they look at is, you know, a lot of people here are poor. And that's why a lot of people that look at me, I'm not, you know, I'm not rolling in the dough, you know what I'm saying? And there was like, how, how can you not, you know, want all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know, principles? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't you feel like a piece of crap when you've like laid in your bed all day and you haven't done anything? Can you yes. imagine like if that's your life and you can't even feed your own kids? Like, I would feel like such a low piece of crap. I would not want to stay like that. Mm-mm. No. No and way. So I don't know I've how people, how we enable people to do this. We're enabling, I mean, we're basically making, this is why people are so depressed in this country. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We have a huge mental health issue, and a lot of it is, I mean, not, I mean, some of it's just chemical imbalance, but yeah. I feel like a lot of it is we enable people to isolate themselves. And, and we let people think that they're victims all the time, too. All the time. Like, what color is your skin? Okay, you're definitely a victim. Are you a girl or a boy? Okay, you're a girl, definitely a victim. You really right. need to come up with some things to complain about now. It's like, <laughs> yes, yes. That's one of my least favorite things is like, if you raise someone with a mentality that they will never ever be good enough ever no matter what they do because some of some biological predisposition mm-hmm. are you kidding me that's come on that that you're going to disable them from succeeding mentally and doing anything yeah it's just yeah. not a winning system at all no Mm-mm. but hey ladies and well ladies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to have to wrap this up. Um, Sorry, me and Jesse really popped off there for a second, didn't I know. we? Oh, no. I was Good referring to Seaburn, too. You know, Miss Seaburn over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy listening to smarter people talk. See, Aww. that's the way I am. I, I absorb information, and I, later on, I can spout it off like I know what I'm talking about. But, um, <laughs> Same. But, no, um, I do appreciate everyone that is here. Um Aww. You all have uh, very varying things to bring to the table, and I, I look forward to getting more people that are educated and knowledgeable to to have a stronger voice in the community. I mean, that's what I'm. I think that you know, when I say we, I'm using me as part of the we very loosely, but <laughs> I think. We need to, you know, kind of speak louder than the than the 
the other people that are in our movement that could possibly hurt the movement. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. That, that's why I definitely wanted y'all on tonight because I know some of the people that, you know, are starting to follow me. I think I'm starting to get a feeling from them that some of them are the younger boot boys. And I just don't want them to get the wrong idea of me. And I'm cool with that. So I'm not. Good. Beautifully said. Mm. Very. But um, if everyone would like to please give their plugs and we will wrap this up. And most people probably already follow you, but I want more people to follow you. So do what you do. We'll start with guests. And since we're in the guests, we'll go with ladies first. So Ms. Lawless, go ahead. All right. Thank you. I am Miss Lawless underscore on Instagram. And I just want to quickly shout out my other Wolverbean boys. Um, you can check them out. They, I have them linked in all of my stuff. So, yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thank you for coming. And Wolverbeans is a good podcast. I listen Thank to them you. every time they post something. Thank you so much. Those I love those boys. They're great. I'm Jesse. I'm with the Voluntary Vixens. Um, I have a co-host, Maddie, but she's not with me tonight because she is moving into her new house and trying to get everything settled. Um, and we are on Instagram as the Voluntary Vixens podcast. Um, and I normally, um, I mostly manage that. So if you're getting a message from us, it's probably me. Um, and then let's see, we're on Facebook. And Twitter at Vixens Voluntary, and we have a Patreon if you'd like to donate to us. Um, and that's at Vixens underscore Voluntary. Heck yeah. Yep. Check it out. I dare you. I'm Seenburn Boog Boy. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, uh, just CBRN Boog Boy. Um, not sure how long that's going to last, but we'll see. Um, if you ever have any questions, getting any, um, you know, protective mass or protective gear from coronavirus or you know any chemical <laughs> agents or whatever feel free to shoot me a message um i try and help you out and i won't just you know plug the mass that i make money from i try and get everybody what they actually need as opposed to what benefits me um yeah it's about a it. man a man that cares yeah <laughs> well oh. snaps all around well, don't send me and the coronavirus <laughs> will end here guys it's, it's going to end here end here uh, Seaburn, you you were on the Wolverines podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, or last week. Uh, last week and a couple weeks ago, I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened to one episode where you were like, you were just laying out a ton of knowledge about, you know, gas mask and also, you know, the whole tarp thing. I never thought of the poncho thing. I never thought about that. And because we didn't have enough time to talk about that tonight. I encourage everyone to go listen to the Wolverines podcast, especially that one, because it had a ton of information. Heck yeah. I'd be happy to come on your show, just you and I, and we can talk about Seaburn stuff. Okay. We're definitely going to have to arrange that one sometime, because that was a lot of information. I'm here to help. But, uh, oh, and since this is going to be on Jesse's feet, um, I am the morning driver, David. And you can find me on Instagram, the Morning Drive Podcast, Twitter. I think it's the Morning Drive, um, Facebook. If you really want to follow me on Facebook, you can do that. Um, I think it's the Morning Drive too. Uh, I hardly ever do anything on Facebook on that page. 
um, and the rest of my stuff. You know, I, I got a Patreon and all that other stuff too, but I ain't worried about that. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I got one Patreon, and that's all I need. So nice, nice. He makes me feel loved. So, <laughs> so shout out to Fred. Shout out to Fred. 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 Yes. Fred. What a guy. What a guy. We need more Fred. <laughs> Need more we Freds need, for David. We need more Freds. He's just so supportive. <laughs> yes. But uh, anyway, so I do appreciate y'all coming out and hanging out with us tonight. And uh, I guess we'll sign off. Now let's see anybody's got something. Anybody got something they want to throw out there? Adios. No more dick pics, please. No more. Leave Seaburn alone. <laughs> yes. Fuck Dan Helmer. Fuck Dan Helmer. <laughs> And Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. Neither did Weinstein. Hmm? Weinstein didn't kill himself. Nope. Yeah.